The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQRS, TV, UV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know why I have this stuff in my throat right when I start to talk. To start to talk. If you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and uh, there you're going to find uh, two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. If you uh, click on the play button, you can watch that up until 3 o'clock Eastern, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there on the left side of the page. On the right side is where we're at. <clears throat> Excuse me. All you got to do is click the play button, blow it up whatever device you got, and then look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. By the way, we are streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. 
Also, beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there. And then if you go right down up under where we're streaming live on the website, you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, that goes out once a day, 7 to 8 Eastern, usually is when they, they go out. And um, then if you want our ministry email, that you can find at sonsoflibertyradio.com. And that's on the front page. Just sign up for it there. Uh, we also have a store, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that icon or that link right there, and that will take you to the store. We've got uh, equipping tools. We've got great conversation starters, T-shirts, hats, and all kinds of stuff in there. Anyway, uh, and then finally, if you would like to help support us and keep us out there, there's a, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. And you can make a one-time donation or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And guys, we really do appreciate your support in that and keeping us out there doing what we're doing. Now, we've got a special Rotten to the Core Wednesday today. And um, <clears throat> we've got a special guest with us. As always, we've got the Comic Core Diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. And uh, well, good you, I'm going yeah, to let you introduce our guest. We've had her on before. Sure. All right, absolutely. Well, here to help me shovel out the BS and horse hockey that's going on <laughs> in the state of Virginia, as we have proven, another state, uh, Texas, also claimed that they never had Common Core, but we know that was a total uh, BS and horse hockey move. But joining us today is my friend from Virginia, Ann Tatus. I hope I said that last name right. You Anne. did. You actually Thank said Thank you. Right. <laughs> awesome. Very good. Hey, one for one right now. <laughs> Yeah, people try okay. to overcomplicate it most of the time. and it's That's just... okay. But the reason why we wanted to have you on is because you have been making some waves there in Virginia, trying to call out what I have been calling out for years is that, you know, Virginia may not have taken Common Core, but they did. They just mm -hmm. want to shuck and jive everyone that, no, we didn't. So right. I want you to tell folks what's going on in Virginia Start off with why Glenn Youngkin is the poster boy for Educratic United BS. The why is because of, you know, which the talk about the change of dialect and what happens when you start to change and words no longer mean what we assume or think that they used to mean. And that's what's happened. And I call it, I speak fluent Youngkinese, is as I call it. So when I hear whether him or our Secretary of Education, Amy Gadara, the founder of that equality campaign, speak about education or speak about education in general, mm -hmm. it usually sounds like he's speaking in Davos um, at the World Economic Forum regarding the economy. Is right. like for me, that's that's continuously. That's just how I hear it. Is he's saying the same thing that he said in either Davos in 2019 or 2020? regarding the Chinese economy and American resilience in the economy, except it's applying to education. Yeah. And, um, but it seems like education excellence and this new democracy they talk about or inquiry, like, and so I started just picking apart, like, what is a global citizen? Because people just have accepted it for years as like, oh, well, we're, our kids are going to be global right. citizens. And so I started right. researching like, no, it's an actual thing. Oh, yeah. There's a pledge. Tim and I have gone over it on I don't know how many shows. We have shown people the, yep. the exact wording of this global pledge. And it is roped into the United Nations. But we know that... Um, Virginia, just like Texas, cannot be exempt from Common Core, career tech education, STEM, any of it. And because remember, when the, the standards came out, the National Governors Association yeah. 
has half the ownership of those copyrights. So you have to go back to the governor who was in office at the time. And let me tell you something real quick on that note is I found this report um, and I was researching just, you know, VDOE standards of learning. And, um, you know, that's the thing about is that, and it's their document and it goes through um, 94. So here's Bob McDonald, who was like, he was a Republican. And he, he said, was talking about he's, um, in 2000, why they were not adopting Common Core. And he was talking about, we can't go back. We've been working on this for 15 years. I would have been a freshman in high school, but 94, like that area when this was started. And then he said right here, as I tell people, and I said, um, we reaffirm our commitment to our standards. Um, but, you know, we will, um, align. To common core for the prerequisite participation of the federal federal competitive grant program and i tell people i'm like right it, it, we have common core because if you align to it mm-hmm. you have it um and uh, you know i taught i have a you know a family member who's a very liberal educator in northern virginia and uh, she said the biggest regret i have in my entire life she's the one that gave me half the information i have is she was part of the creation of the mm-hmm. standards of learning and she was like it's absolutely common core and she talked oh, yeah. about um you know hawk mifflin were the ones who came in and did it all um oh, yeah and now they're the ones raking it but here's what i tell people a lot is so in this doc same document it says right here is that um by shifting the focus from grade level competency to college mm-hmm. and career readiness in 2009 mm-hmm. and i'm like Guys, and so then they want to talk about Virginia. This is from Yunkin's, our commitment to Virginia education, us being 50th in the nation in fourth grade literacy. Um, but what he leaves out is the entire Institute of Education Sciences report that shows in 2009, we are, we're the only state below basic. Um, there were 10 states in fourth grade in 2009 below basic in 2019, after they stopped grade level competency, we were the only, we are the only state or were then, I don't, uh, and then for eighth grade, again, uh, the only state below basic. And then can I, can I, let me ask a question here when you're saying basic Let's ask the question, is that even a standard? I mean, because I want to know what basic means. Does that mean the kid can think his way through a brown paper bag? Or does that mean he can regurgitate all the stuff the state has dumped in his little head? Uh, And three three months ago, when, uh, because I'm being in Richmond, and everything happens in Richmond, the Board of Education, I go every month. And they, like, Jillian Bala looks at me, and, you know, they're all like, um here she comes and i just tell them you can go ahead and turn that dinger off i'll be done when i'm done um is so i listened to the institute of education sciences the day before the meeting talk about and andrew rotterham who was um the mark tucker that nobody talks about um from the clinton administration that youngkin has put on our board of education um he, he asked the question he said so what is basic and the man from institute from naic literally said if you're basic or below, you literally can't do anything. Was his direct, was his verbatim, like, and then they were like, okay, and they just moved on. Like, that's literally was his terminology, um, is, and um, that's what he, he said, you literally can't do anything. Um, but 
yeah, I mean, it's it, it like, and then look at all the other, there's no like two states that are proficient, and proficient isn't even if you break it yeah, down. Proficient like, is not doing anything, right? You're not able to right, do it. It's exactly but, what uh, the word sounds like. But look at who those states belong to Alexander and McConnell. Right. Of yeah. course. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Virginia's going to be trotted out as an example, just like Maryland was trotted out as an example for Mark Tucker with his Estonia cradle to grave garbage. Virginia is going to be our uh, scapegoat for school choice. And we know this because Tim and I have, again, on several shows, especially leading up to this 2024 election, how the GOP has promised they will stop at nothing to use this school choice fallacy to prop up the fact of, oh, yes, we're here from the government. We're here to help. And these education savings accounts will be your saving grace. No, they won't. They have the poison carrot of control over you. And people are flocking to this because their campaign uh, candidates are waxing and tickling their little ears with yep. things like increasing your freedom. You cannot increase 100% freedom. You cannot. No. And that's, we just had it come through um, after Winsome Sears in a um, middle resolution heritage webinar over the summer said ESAs will not happen. Two months later, Glenn Davis, who's the uh, Uni Party Hunt Institute bestie, um, comes up with this. Um, now, Heritage wrote the bill um, is what you can look up the Virginia Education Opportunity Alliance. And that would be middle resolution Heritage and a couple of these other well, Heritage has been on in on this uh, since the '80s, and Charlotte is not broke that. That's yeah. hard because people are like, "But Heritage is like," and I'm like, "No, no, they are a they are a phony front for the unibrow party, just mm -hmm. like some of the other uh, think tanks that are more liberal. These guys, when it comes to education, are united in undermining America. Now, this has been going on." Again, since the 80s in Charlotte, we had Charlotte on, what was it, Tim, once or twice before she passed? I think we had her on uh, twice, maybe. Yeah, There's I think it was. Like she Efron, was talking about like, the fact that you cannot trust Heritage. You cannot trust uh, Brookings. Uh, the NAEP scores, just throw them out. You're not going to get people to change them because they're too invested through the assessments to this dumbing down. And she has yeah. proven this, and we're living it. Yeah, it's but then the scores come out and like him and Gadara come on and, and you know or they have this big or he'll go on Fox News like what would just no, happen with, mm -hmm. with Saparna Dutta and he'll he'll or, or Jason Miaras will have some like meritocracy and Fairfax I'm going against that and I'm like what about everything you plan you promised to do day one and you're going after one thing in one school and it's like Loudon Loudon County it took them a year to fire a superintendent who was a criminal and the school board who's the criminals except for one uh tiffany Polifko, who just got elected and who was in there like me on the school board trying to clean it up and uh the, the school board who covered it up just voted not to release the information and i'm like where's the gov where are these people that we have elected to protect it like and so then i think about yunkinese and his whole thing he ran on like I want to be your governor, but I don't want to govern you. Like, 
it, and that it's like after being on the northern thumb, like of course everybody to the right of center is gonna be like, yeah, this sounds great. But now it's like, no, like you need to come in and govern this state because it is a br- it is a brush fire. I mean, people think loud in Fairfax is that it's. I mean, it's the small. It's everywhere, and um, I look people are like, well, I mean, and if you challenge the, the R, then I mean, the liberals are. And I would rather people. I'm so tired of people saying. Well, what was the other choice, Terry McAuliffe? And I said, well, here's the thing, is that with Terry McAuliffe, they had the same education agenda. Mm-hmm. No, nothing's changed under, that was under Northam that our kids are living in. So there's nothing different. They couldn't have made it any worse. And, but we would have been aware of what we were fighting instead of having this, like, I call it whack-a-mole. Yeah. Is because yeah. one thing you know, is said, and you have to then spend a month dissecting and explaining it to people, and we've lost so much time that we already lost by thinking we didn't have common core. Yeah. And so we're, I say, guys, we're t- we're 15 years behind, and I don't have to be time to play nice to get you to catch up to the level of appropriateness you deem fit that I should talk to you like. Like, I pulled my kids; they're safe, you know, but I can't leave the world to them like this. I can't be yeah. that parent that puts them in a bubble. And instead says, oh, well, I did my part. And then like, they're going to have to live in this world. And my grandchildren, you know, like, I can't, you know, it's like parents are just so, oh, well, it'll fix itself. Like, I'm just, you know, I have wine night tonight and I hate, you know, it, but that's just really is that they're like, my work and, yep. you know, we're just so busy. And I'm you know, like, and this is, this is something I spoke with. We had Angela reading on uh, yesterday uh, out of New Jersey, and she was just exposing the LGBTQ agenda in the uh in the elementary school and had the u.s military uh investigate her because she posted on facebook to let parents know what was going on they they basically said you're you're feeding right-wing extremism and this and i think angela misunderstood what i was saying about militias constitutional militias enforcing the law and things of this nature but nevertheless she you know she pulled her kids out but then I guess goes down the road and signs them up for the local Catholic school, which I don't know if that's any better either. It's not. So the Catholics and the yeah. Episcopals, I tell people, is that like mine are in a Christian, like, and I, I've looked it up. They've never taken a single dollar of federal funding. They told me we're not going to be here in five years because of the whole school choice. Like, yeah, but and, here's the thing. Look at but I'm who still wide open yeah. as to Look what's at going who on. Credits these these supposedly faith based schools. And, you know, go back and look at the shows Tim and I have devoted to. Yeah. The Catholics have their own common core yep. association. Yeah, they, take, they take maps. They take SOLs. They take, I mean. They take at, state money. Yeah. But you look right. at some of the independent uh, faith-based schools. Their accrediting bodies have gone on over. And they're not stopping at common core. No, they've embraced the United Nations. The very anti-God thing that they're supposed to be opposing, they have flocked to it because, after all, it's the way of the future. And we have to all be. And you have to accept it. It's the way. No. Like, is that what I tell people? And accept it here in the Brown House, that's for sure. Yeah, and I tell people, it's like, guys, when Youngkin, like, when he was on the, um, I think it was the Wall Street Economic Policy Forum or whatever, like, two months ago, I kind of dissected his little video that he did because he went on his Trump wants to get rid of the Constitution bandwagon. And he went on, he started talking about this new, um, this new way of the Republican, which is the essentially the moving to the middle. Um, we're no, you know, we're not going to be crazy, like radically, like, no, we're going to be conservative still. We're still going to have values. We're not going to pander to the middle. 
And because you want to change the like what a Republican or a Roto conservative value is, is no, is that that's not the direction that I'm going to sign on to. That's OK that what we're doing, because you've decided that that's the way of the future. Um, is well, Here's the thing. And DeVos is playing right into this with her her book about educational freedom. She mentions in the very opening pages how truthful young Kenny is in education. And I'm sitting here telling you absolutely not betsy it absolutely is not true Here i tell people that too like they're like well, right. trump wanted to um get rid of the federal no he wanted to merge it with labor yeah you can thank trump and devos for that one because again we did uh several shows 2018 where they trotted down to argentina and did what sign a global agreement at the g20 meetings mm-hmm to unite education and labor but honey the framework had already been set through the every student succeeds act three years earlier in 2015 but here's what betsy says in her introduction quote in the fall of 2021 a politician told the truth and started a movement glenn i can't wait i can't hear that anymore oh my god if i hear it like the the (laughs) underdog candidate for virginia governor defended parental control over children's education in a debate to which terry mcgolliffe the front runner replied i don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach but people forget the context of that he was talking about the and i I, i've done shows before i pulled that was the third debate Mm -hmm. they were talking about i said guys what's the con do you remember when that was said he was talking about the porn and libraries and that's when that 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 came in Mm -hmm. and since then like chesterfield county where i live we have 21 k through five transgender picture books Right. Okay. Kindergartners coming home with picture books. Um, and that's not even the stuff that I've read at school board meetings with pictures about, you know, butt plugs and um, how you can get pleasure from. And then, oh, if you're not into actual sex, you can have kink. And it talks about hanging people from ceilings as kink and how you should use the Internet to find um, what you're into. And this okay. is for elementary kids, right? No, this was uh, middle and high school. Okay. But um, still, like, though, it's it's like well, but you th- start with the picture yeah, book. And, well, yeah. Yeah. But but we were talking yesterday with Angela and I know she used the term age appropriate for kids. And I get that part. This stuff isn't even age appropriate for adults, to be honest with you. I mean, right. it's just it's right. not age appropriate for anybody, much less these children. And by the way, let's just throw this in here just so people know if, if you're tuning into the Sons of Liberty. Uh, no, we don't. We don't support the public school system. It is not the job of the state to educate the children. God, our creator, the one mentioned in the Declaration of Independence, has given us the instruction as parents, and here's what he says. And he gave this to Israel. He hasn't changed how he has his people teach their children. He said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. This is Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. So parents, they have to be in your heart first before you can pass them on. you got to do the learning first so you can do the teaching, right? And that's what I was talking about yesterday. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, when thou risest up. Now, how are you going to do that? How are you going to do the rising up, the lying down, um, sitting in the house, and all this, when your kids are out at this public indoctrination centers we call public schools for you know, eight, nine hours a day, and then they've got bus rides and everything else. You you can't do it. The, you've got to understand how they're pulling the family apart 
So the yes. family can't function the way God has said. And then he says this, and thou shalt bind them for a sign, he shall met his commands upon thine hand, and thou shalt, they shall be as frontless between thy eyes. In other words, whatever you do with your hands, that's to be for the glory of God. That is also carried over in the New Testament. And whatever you think, Jesus addressed that too. Whatever's in your heart and mind, those are those are to be in your heart, the commands of God. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. They're supposed to be filling the house so that the children are always confronted with the commands of God so that they do. See, here's the thing. We talk about all the stuff, ladies, that, that the state's doing. But then what's the alternative? What, where should people be looking? I say people should go back to the scriptures. If you will look, you'll find that the early colonies and the states had high literacy rates yeah. and the and the bulk of what they were doing was reading the bible at the breakfast table and at the dinner table and they were talking about it now they engaged with newspapers stuff like that but the bulk of it was done just by simply reading the bible it wasn't necessarily getting into some deep theological conversation they just read the bible and that spurned the literacy rate which is part of the promise of god that he'll bless mm -hmm. us and he'll bless our children so i just want to throw that in in case people say well what's the alternative to all this you do what you do as parents. I tell people, and I get very do. passionate when I say, I don't know why you became a parent, why you gave birth, why you became a guardian, why you adopted, why you brought a child and the responsibility into this world. And this is how, like, it, it, to me, it is to the death. It is, I will go to war. I will, I, I mean, is I will protect every part of that innocence that they deserve having two daughters or it doesn't matter is i mean i don't care if i'm left with nobody but my children and they're safe at the end of the day um is if i'm the enemy of everybody if i'm on the right side of god and the right side of the future and the right side of history and the right side of my children that it is my job to protect them at all costs i don't know why you became a parent if you're too worried about what you're standing in society to even come to a school board meeting and for three minutes, advocate for your own child. Um, yeah, I don't. I yeah. can't answer that for you. People say, "Well, what should I do?" And I'm like, "You don't want the answer I'm going to give you, right?" Because I can tell you, like people say, "Well, I can't get in my child's building," and I'm like, "If and you're going to send them back tomorrow? If you can't get in your kid's building, um, and they're bringing your seven year old when you pick them up early to go to the doctor to the door and will not literally." And like that's happening here left and right. Not to mention, if you speak out to a principal, this is the domestic terrorist thing coming in. Mm -hmm. If you speak out, if they will, I mean, we left and right, parents are being banned from their children's property. Um, well, that's because the that's because there's this little known caveat when it comes to the funding that the second your child's foot crosses the sidewalk and goes onto horrendous. school property the the school becomes the the guardian the parent and you as the natural biological parent or the adoptive parent it's it's not your jurisdiction anymore say, and we have seen we have seen this happen with all these lockdowns we have talked about that and that's going that's a they're using education as a back door to go after the Second Amendment. Now we're seeing them come after the First Amendment. But let's stop and remember that the Ninth Amendment is the, the, the casualty here because that was the one that set aside anything else in the first eight that hadn't already been uh, qualified. Yeah. That was where the state came in. Now here's where right. everybody's thinking, oh, well, if I just get rid of the Fed funds, my state, oh, I have local control. 
BS and horse hockey. You do not because the state has become a ward of the feds. The local government has become a ward of the state. It is, it's like Tim has been saying for, I don't know how long, how I've been saying it for how many people before us and after us will keep saying you have to get rid of the left, right paradigm. Yeah. It's like I tell people too, you know, is that they've had us and this is all along is that they've had us hating each other based on our skin color. They've fueled the culture war. And so I've told everybody running for school board, don't, don't participate in the culture. Like, is that, you know, the transgender model policy is that, oh, sorry, but um, the fundamental rights of parents, I took an oath of office not to violate the United States Constitution or the Virginia Constitution. You don't have to get into a culture war um, is that I took an oath of office and I'm, you know, I'm not going to violate, you know, um, because people and I've been I was down at the General Assembly for like the last month for three weeks and I my soul was sucked dry because to them, um, parental rights is like, I heard, I mean, it, it's like this mythical unicorn, almost like the constitution. Okay. Like, okay. Hang on, hang on. Cause they, they literally say that they're like, I can't tell you how many mental health bipartisan bill they're going to mental health these children to death. Well, what, again, go back to every student that sees that. Correct. Go back That's to where, who was in leadership in Virginia. Okay. You can thank them because while they may not still be in office and their their framework and all the legwork to see what is going on now, not only in Virginia, but yeah. everywhere else is because of those idiots, those bureaucrats and educrats who got into office were part of the Common Core machine. Now, let me point out with parental rights, okay? It's a Trojan horse. Because what you're doing is you're seeing states like Virginia. Here's here's North Carolina's bill. Okay. Yeah, I didn't write a bill. Mine was called no, Transparency on, and Education. On. And this I one, I took a different approach because right, I have heard one, from other people like Jennifer McWilliams. She said, be careful with per, like parental rights because and so I took a different approach and I took yeah. the laws that gave parents what in Virginia transparency and education, like the ability to no, because Virginia is one of the only states that has no textbooks. We are one hundred percent in in devices, and so yeah. there's you have no idea, and you're trusting a school system, and right. then you can't have access to anything they're learning. And so I took the transparency and education approach. Okay, but here's here's the thing: even with that, you're still not able to affect change. All you can do is look at it. You can't yeah. change it, and yeah. these bills are propping this garbage up. Here's what North Carolina starts off with. A bill to be entitled an act to enumerate the rights of parents to direct the upbringing, education, health care, and mental health of their minor children. Now, first of all, it's already there. Like, wait a minute. First of all, God made us a parent, mm-hmm. not the government. When you have a bill that says enumerate your rights, that is right. federal, that is control. Yeah. That is not freedom. And this is the this is the state going, oh, well, parents, here's what you can do and here's what you can't do. And it's telling you that they are the ones who give you the power to be the parent and how you can use that parental power where we have from Scripture. No, here's God telling us. That's right. First of all, I made you. That's exactly right. Here's how you do it. And you don't need enumerated rights because it's an inheritance right. 
Right. Your freedom is an inherent right. And so, again, you cannot improve on 100% freedom. And these governments, I don't care if they're local, state, or federal, are singing a song when it comes to parental rights. Yes, the right. mental health stuff is woven in. Why do you think in every student succeeds that the Department of Health and Human Services was given the biggest power increase of all the federal agencies in an education law? But it, it it's was like you set up the mental health duress yep. that our nation is under. And now suddenly we have everyone on Capitol Hill and their cousin and all their entities and all their common core buddies going, oh, yes, we need to, because after all, it's all COVID's fault. Yeah, no, is it, it? So we had one senator, Senator Amanda Chase. Um, she is from my my district, and she was so uh, went up against the entire Senate and was the only one to stand up and because they now they want to have a, an age appropriate mental health curriculum. There is no such. There is no curriculum. Is what I tell people. Is so. What is this going to look like? Who knows? Because our family life, which is sex ed is K through 10 kindergarten. Um, our, all of our health standards is 100% mental health, mental health, social emotional learning. I mean, it's all mental health. And I said, and so when I went in front of the Senate sub ed committee, I had like my stack and I was like standard. And I said, I was slapping it down on the table, kindergarten, first grade. I said, how much more mental health are you going to give these kids before you realize because I had a child who came home last year at 11 telling me she had generalized anxiety disorder and was so depressed. So I started going through and finding out that, oh, you're teaching anxiety um, incessantly. Is um, And she was the only one to go. And she's and of course, Joe Morrissey, I don't know if you know who he is, but he's um, he's a lawyer and he tries, he's, you know, so um, gentlewoman from Chesterfield. So um, you talk about advertising for suicide. And she was like, I'm just going to tell you, if you talk about the color red all day, what are children going to think about? And the rise in suicide rate is in children under, especially under 13, is because little brains can't process that information. Right. And then when parents have no idea it's being taught and your kid starts to act a different way, like me, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? And then I started to look and I was like, it's that you're teaching my kid and then these things. Well, let's say exactly what they're doing. They're in essence feeding them the tree of the knowledge of good and evil before they're ready to even begin contemplating Mm -hmm. any of that stuff. This is why it's so important that, that parents do what God said, and that's diligently teach his commands. Get the moral foundation there. Let that build up over a period of years. And as you do, they they get filters to where they can engage in conversations about those things. That's what makes them adults. Uh, their their right. minds have matured to their bodies, and they can start. They can engage things like that without a fear of a parent worrying about those things. But if you're dumping those things in on young impressionable minds, and we exactly. know they're young impressionable, and they're not being protected from that kind of mental assault I, I don't know any other way mental and immoral assault well then what do you expect but destruction to come from it exactly like i found an assignment in my 11 year old's um opioid module um and so this is a great example is that you know so a child say my child od'd on pain medication that my husband had uh, who are they who do you automatically blame the parent right because that's a bad parent, they left it out. But I found an assignment where my daughter was taught the, all the names 
So like, you know, hydrocodone, oxycodone, like literally the names, then given pictures of like rolled up dollar bill, how to use it, like crush them up with rolled up dollar bills, like even foil with a pipe. And so she's given that information, which is, <laughs> tell me how that's age appropriate. And then it was followed with a homework assignment saying, um, what, what prescription medications can currently be found in your home? Then it taught, it said taught, she had to go online, find a picture, an image of the pill and post an image of the pill and where she found it. Okay. So let me, let me get this straight. Mm -hmm. So they, so the society will tell them these things are illegal for you to have them because they're controlled substances, but this is what they look like. This is how you can use them. Uh, see if you can go find some in the house. Now, my guess is, is this, this peaks the, the curiosity of the kids. They're not going to go ask mom and dad where this is. They're going to go look for it themselves. And when they find it, do you think they might do some crushing up and roll up those dollar bills and might give a little snort there and try it out? Yeah, because that's what's been put in their head to do. It's criminal mm -hmm. what they're doing here. These and Back in my day, uh, you know, and I'm a little over half a century old here, but it, back in my day, when when people would do stuff like that, that was called contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Yeah. Now it's in. Now it's government approved. Ugh, incredible. And then I, I, so I went to my daughter's principal and I was like, what in the actual is this? And, you know, he was a good principal trying to ping pong, you know, PPRA, like he, he instead of banning me from the school property, he was probably one of the good ones that still left here. And he, as his bureaucracy went out the window and he was like, not us, the county put that in all 12 middle schools. And so I go straight, they pulled it out immediately like this. Um, and they're like, well, that, that was the, that's not our fault. That was the, um, you know, whoever develops the curriculum. They dumped it into all 12 middle schools. So like, here, have at it, all of you. The county did that. Yeah. Um, and so I, I pushed back when people want to blame me. The six-year-old that just shot a teacher, you know, here in, um, I think, Portsmouth or, you know, in the Virginia Beach area, um, is that... When children, start, you have instead of blaming the parents for having the guns, say per se, is that we have to start looking at like when children are drastically behave behaving differently. It's like children have not changed. Like they're like we they have changed things. Like but so when a six year old shoots a teacher, um, we have to start looking at like what is the root cause? Like what is the issue here? Instead of jumping to well, the parent had a gun. Well, no, here's, but here's why this is going on. Okay. Because you have the Rockefeller Foundation. Yeah. You have the Carnegie Foundation. You have the people like Zuckerberg and Gates, but they, but, uh, the Rockefeller Foundation got in bed with the CDC. And this was a few years ago. I think it was probably 2017 or so. And they came up with this study that was the ACEs, the adverse child experiences and how, oh, if we bend the narrative and we eliminate all those ACEs, we'll somehow eliminate all negativity, all violence. We'll stop the, the school to prison pipeline, which that's another government can try BS and horse hockey move. Right. But it, everybody will be fat, dumb, and happy, sing Kumbaya. And San Francisco is your model city for the world, not just the nation, but for the world. If you go and look up uh, the Resilient Cities project that Rockefeller started, it's no longer under Rockefeller's name. Because after all, Rockefeller got in, got out, did his Rockefeller, damage. Rockefeller, Carnegie's. I mean, yeah. I, have, I mean, I have so manuals and manuals, and manuals. Right. But here's the thing. When you tweak those assessments to go for those adverse childhood experiences, 
And Tim, you and I have spoken on this many, many times. You overinflate one side of your emotions. You totally cut off the other. And what is going to happen? Disaster either in implode or explode. Right. And this is supposed to be healthy. No, the whole goal in making global citizens is to divorce everything about mom and dad down to like what they take, like, what they smoke, what they anything that they do. That is it. And if you doubt it, go back and look at when the Family Ambassador Program was created. Look whose administration it was created under, and then go and look at what Biden's administration is fixing to do with these family ambassadors. So they're no longer saying, okay, parents are banned from the school. They're now coming into your home going, yes. well, if you cannot parent the way Teacher that we visit. see fit, you can't visit. be a parent and we'll come in and we'll take over. This is that Nazi propaganda all over again yep. that we had where it was, give me the, what was it? Give me the kids for four years. Or, um, I'll show but, you the man. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. But, I mean, if you trace it, but if you trace Stalin it back all... even further, it goes back not to just Germany. Sure. But yeah. this was started in Russia. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, this is communism. Let, let me give Bronte, this be, because Lutox, I, yeah, I, mean, I brought this up yesterday during the interview with uh, Angela Reading. But this is the this is the uh, the the forty five goals of the Communist Party. This yep, is in the yes. congressional record. Listen to what's right yep. here in the middle middle of it. Uh, it says, um, "Get number seventeen. Get control of the schools. Use them mm -hmm, as a transmission yep. belt for socialism and current communist propaganda. Yep. Soften the curriculum. Get control of teachers' associations. Put the party line in textbooks. Gain control of all student newspapers. Uh, use student riots to foment public protest. I mean, we saw this after Parkland with David Hoggy and and his buddies uh, against mm -hmm. programs and organizations which are under communist attack. And then it spreads out from there. Infiltrate the press. Uh, get control of book review assignments, editorial writing, policy-making positions, gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and motion pictures. So they branch out from all these things, yeah. and, and we see them doing it. But here's a question I got for you, ladies. We can point out all the problems all day long. Right, right. Yeah. The, 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 question, the question is, what are the people going to have to do to remain free? And, I, and that came up just a minute ago, and I right. just wanted to pull up the William Wallace thing, you know, where he's riding around, uh, what are you going to do without freedom? Well, I, I got, I, I'm just having, maybe it's an enlightened moment over mm -hmm. the past two years, but especially over the past month. We're not free in any no. sense of the word. Everything we do is tied yeah. to how much of that fiat paper debt money that us slaves can obtain so that we mm -hmm. can pay for the things that we live in. Even if we live at bare minimum, we are still a slave to that yep. rather yeah. than living as God had, had given us the earth and doing those things. And so this is why our family has form, formulated some things. We're in some talks of how we can get out of that kind of slavery. I think they're very practical. I think they're Right. Pretty simple, but they're going to be difficult. What are some solutions you ladies have in the midst of all these things? Because I know people go, okay, we know it's bad. What are we supposed to do? Well, you have to, first of all, stop thinking left versus right, R right. versus D. Yes. It is us versus them. That's right. the first thing you can yes. do. Then I, I know we've said this before, Tim. I know, Anne, you and I have lived this. You have to find people who are like-minded because if you go to these board meetings, if you go to these 
uh, all these these uh, think tank talks and all these other kind of things, you will be easily picked off and marginalized. We have talked about that uh, before. We've talked about using tactical civics. We've talked about knowing the law, using the law against them. We also have talked about the fact of um, what is the course, Tim, that, that you've uh, it's uh, what is it? It's um, oh goodness, there's a course that you've talked about before that we need to take where you do you divorce the federal, you um, I think it is you take charge of your own matters. I, I can't think of what it was, but I know that you know about it. But anyway, we can get involved in that. Uh, and sort of like, you also finding? like limiting your digital like footprint, like is that mm-hmm. so? Like for my household, is that you know, we really try to. Um, it's like, especially my children is that, so my my data, they can have all of that. I'm probably on 18 lists. I don't care at this point, but my children, it's really about like limiting, you know, as much as I can about like, and that includes doctor visits because it's like, oh, that annual or that, you know, annual checkup that they have to have, like, um, your school's not required. It's like, it's things like that. Like if you have healthy children and they have a cold, you know, stop taking them to the doctor because they're going to give you more medication. Um, and, you know, but is, you know, and Tim and I were talking briefly about it, you know, is that we, you have to be, you have to really step up and be a parent and um, getting your kids out of government schools. It's hard. We're living it right now. Like page, I mean, I'm talking about penny by penny to keep my, our children safe, but it was, it became so apparent um that and I, when i tell people they're like well, we can't afford it and i'm like you literally can't afford not to that's right that's uh, that's yeah. exactly that yeah. that's exactly that's the point it's mm-hmm. and and here's the thing i want to i want to ask you do you find that when people tell you that that if you just stood by from the outside and you were just trying to be objective not trying to be a snob or something to say okay well couldn't you do without this you know, brand new BMW that you just got, or couldn't you couldn't you scale down your house a little, or couldn't you leave off the the hundred and something dollar cable bill of television that you never watch except when you're going to sleep? Um, couldn't yeah. you couldn't you drop down some on your? I mean, there are practical things. Could you not eat out so much? I mean, good yeah. night. It, it's like you have to stick your hand on the chopping block if you want a value meal anymore. It's not valuable. So, um, do you, do you find that there's places where people money. could do it if they want to yeah. do it if they really want? Yeah. And yeah. if they think they don't have the time or, hey, I'm a single parent, trust me, 23 years I homeschooled, okay? One paycheck, oftentimes not enough to rub two pennies together. Right. It can be done and it doesn't have to cost. It, it doesn't right. have to That's cost. Right. It doesn't. Call me. Talk to me. I can yeah. help. And it doesn't yeah, cost I, I any more to- usually to, to do one as it does 10. I mean, we've right, been doing it for right. 28 years, so yeah. Right. But in the end is what I tell people is that I say, if, if this is not, if you know it's bad, but um, you can't, you're not willing as an adult to make personal sacrifices for your children, um, whether it's selling your new car to drive a hoopty, I mean, whatever it is, is when you, whether they hate you in five years because you fly an American flag or, you know, they're protesting or burning stuff down or, you know, or, you know, is that they're now because of, you know, as a as a survivor of child sex abuse through grooming, um, ages six through ten, it, it changes being exposed to that. And when I say it, if it is the murder of innocence, it changes everything about your children's innocence and their makeup and this, and who their future, what their future would become. Mm-hmm. 
um and is that in is that don't wonder what happened because you didn't step up to be a parent and i really like sometimes it comes to that point where it's like i can't candy coat this for you anymore right. like um and it's bad. Like it is that bad where if you, you, you cannot send them. And I, I did not start out this venture, you know, a year ago. Um, I thought that I could save it, you know, and, but it's quickly become apparent, um, uh, you know, you have to get them out. Um, and that's, um, but I mean, you can limit your life a lot to make it work. Um, and we have to, you like really you said, William Wallace, yeah. you, William Wallace is that like, unless you want to like, become the you know new democracy and sign your your membership card to the new um republic of america and democracy um you have to step up like because we are not going i mean we're not technically free but we are not going to be in the blink of an eye if we don't all like dig our heels in and like push back and um you have to step up unless you really want the every part of this nation to just dissolve in front of you but don't question where it came from like especially if you follow me or you follow any of us is that we've been telling you um is that you have to find a voice a fire inside yourself but i don't know what i don't know how to ignite people anymore i don't know what fuels your fire but if it's not your children i don't know what is yeah yeah. Well, that's true, and and part of you know what the scripture, but both in the Old and the New Testament, teach us these kinds of things. In fact, when Paul reiterates uh, the command to honor your mother and father, he says this is the first command with promise. So he points back to the Old Testament. And he he says this is going to be so you you live long in the in the land the Lord your God's giving you. You live long on on the face of the earth, and so even that it goes back to that parents are instructing their children. Mm -hmm. Parents are instructing their children. Parent, how many times do I need to say it? This is not just in a in a Christian society. I mean, it's not exclusive to that. We see this with a number of different cultures where parents have taught their children. And many are moving, you know, they're being westernized to where they're wanting this centralized education so that they can tell every everybody what to believe instead of saying, why don't you go and look at these things yourself? Because even when I teach the Bible, look, I can't make people believe it. I can teach right. it, but I, I can't make people believe it. That's the work of that's the work of God in their life. They I mean he has to do that. I can't do it. But the same yeah. thing happens when we teach teach life skills and we teach one another as well. Um that that mm -hmm. most people know when I bring people on the show, it's either because you're out there doing the stuff or you're you're you got something you can teach me. I want to learn something right. from you. Right. And there's a there's a way that we can do that, and I think we build one another up. But my goodness. It is a difficult thing when you've got the uh, R and the D jersey, and that's what's being put up as the saviors, and the people just don't know it. I mean, if this doesn't tell you how dumbed down we are, the people just look at it and go, well, we got to choose the, that evil right there. And they'll knowingly choose it. Yeah. Yes. And, and then they're propping up the system. Because there's yes, an R. That's right. Like the, that's exactly uh, there's right. R. Okay, let's vote for that. And I'm well, like, I spoke up. I mean, I can't tell you how many Republican, I've spoke against more Republican bills this past time. Um, because they were, you know, so in loco parentis, it was like, oh, well, we're, we're going to notify parents, um, that when, when counselors prescribe children, um, antidepressants. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going to say that this is a positive thing because like you said, with the North Carolina bill of rights, you're, you're giving me one 
portion of a right that is inherently mine yeah. that you don't have a right taking from me in the first place. That's right. And but see, like, parents are not, they're not thinking that way because what have they been thought, uh, what have they been groomed to think? Parents like, the yeah, government, we need, that. We need the this government. That's exactly what's going on. Yeah. yeah. No, we don't need this bill because I'm not going to have you put on a piece of paper, another layer of policy that actually removes the, the government and my inherent right as a parent, because you acknowledge one portion that a counselor has to notify me of one medication you're going to give to my child. No, I'm not going to say that that's okay. Yeah. And people have to start thinking like that is that voting for these, you're going to give me no, you're actually going to acknowledge my rights. No, like that's no, is because then you complicate the problem. Yeah. Ladies, we got about two minutes here. And what I want to do is give you a final word. So I'm going to give each of you a minute. And uh, if you want to tell people anything fun about you, try to be try to be concise about that on the minute. And we're going to go with you first. And then if, Lynn, if you'll pick it up, I'll kind of go five sure. seconds when we're at the end sure. of the minute. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Uh, you know, anybody in Virginia, but I mean, as like Lynn said, is that Virginia, like I'm attacked on both sides. So I go to my national squad, whether it's North Carolina, Utah, you know, Kansas. I mean, is that I have formed a national squad and when I need to get back into my sane zone. Um, but Virginia for Children's First um, our, is a 501c4 um, and we speak truth if you're in Virginia or anywhere and um, need help. But um, is that really think about today why you became a parent and then the future for your children if you don't find the fire or the gumption, no matter if you're it wasn't built inside of you, um, you know, what the future is going to look like for your children if you don't start um, going to war for them. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Okay. Well, if you want to find out more about what I do, commoncordiva.com. Uh, you can find all my archives there uh, in archives today. You'll have all kinds of information about Virginia and the Shuck and Jive so that you yes. can see, no, this is not uh, something that, that we need to keep up. You can also find me on Catching Fire News. You can find me on the Liberty Bells. Uh, if you wish to financially bless anything that I do, please get in touch with Tim and he can point you to the best way to do that because your donations do help me pay for medical bills as well as further my research and help me get there out there to you. Yeah, because I don't think people realize that we don't get paid to do yeah. this. It's like, um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, but I would do it for free all day, any day. It's like I tell right. people is that this is my calling and it wasn't a conference call. Like when God called me and said, <laughs> This is what you're. This is where the. This is what you were built to do. I tell people it wasn't a conference call for you to understand. Yep. And, um, yep. Well, it's always it's always like that uh, when the Lord gives a call like that. And and here's yeah. the thing, the the parents are going to have to step up. I love the way you said you, if you're going to be a parent, that means and a lot of us don't know didn't know when we got started what all was going to be entailed in parenting. But but we learned along the way. And guys, I want to encourage you. Sons of Liberty want to encourage you. Teach your own children. Teach your own children. Do whatever you got to do to teach your own kids. That way you'll ensure they're getting the instruction you want them to have. Bradley, be with you at 3. Ladies, hang on. I'll say goodbye to you off air. And we'll be back with you in the morning, bright and early, 6 a.m., Lord willing. See you.